this morning, amen, as we make our way, amen, to our day on this morning and we face whatever it is we need to face on today. We're going to go to the Word of God and I want to look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5 and I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. This is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And it says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly and stay away. And it says at the end, stay away from people like that. Amen. And just even as, you know, reading these verses in the uh, New Living Translation, just reading these verses at all, it just jars you know, my mind and it jars my spirit because we are in such dangerous times. We are in violent times, you know, and it's like we are sitting on the edge and it's it's like you got two sticks of dynamite with a short fuse and it's going to blow and, you know, things are going to just blow up any minute. And and these are the kind of times that we live in and God has given us forewarning. The Lord is speaking to to uh, Timothy to Timothy to through Paul, Amen, and even giving the, us this message for us today because we are in the last days, and I know that we preach a lot of messages and we want you know to have catchy phrases and different things, but sometimes we just need to be reminded of why things are the way that they are and why we face some of the difficulty and some of the trouble and the violence and the volatil volatility of the times while we're facing them in the manner that we are it is because we are in the last days you know and and reading this this is just it just paints a vivid picture for us of what is going on today. Verse two says, first verse one says that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God. This is an hour where people scoff at God, where they mock God, where anything that is called Jesus, now they don't mock Buddha, they don't mock Muhammad, they don't mock Confucius, they don't mock any other of the of these false deities, but they mock anything that is associated with Jesus Christ and the God of heaven, you know, and, and they 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 make fun, they want to poke make jokes and poke fun, you know what I'm saying? And and no other God, this is how we know that God is who he's says he is no other God faces the scrutiny or, or or the mockery that the God that we serve amen is facing on today from other people and so we see that these difficult times that we live in people are just disrespectful toward God they're disobedient to their parents they're ungrateful you know what I'm saying and that this is definitely a time where nothing to some people nothing is sacred you know and so we see that you know with all of the things going on especially the things that's going on in Baltimore we know that this seems like a, a revisit of, of things that took place, you know, um, back in, in November, you know, and we are facing all these difficulties and riots in the streets, you know, and it's not just
just in one place. It's not just with one group of people. These are things that are taking place all over the world. It's not just, you know, happening in our little neck of the woods. It just seems like it's so close to home now because now it's things that are affecting us and, you know, people that we, some of us know of, and it's close by our homes for some people, you know, and so now it's like reality setting in because it's, we're not watching the news, you know, and we're not looking at things taking place in the third world country. It has come to our doorstep and God had been speaking and saying that violence was coming to our streets and that, you know, I'm saying, you know, that these were the things that we were going to be facing. We are in a time of, of, of hair trigger hostility. People are ready like powder kegs just to go off. You know what I'm saying? At any little thing, you know. And so this is what we're facing. And we need to be in prayer. We need to be in prayer like never before. Because we need to understand that this is not just something that is just happening by happenstance. These are not things that are happening, you know what I'm saying, oh, just because the devil is mad or whatever. Listen to me. These are happening because God said that they will happen, and these are the last days. One of the things I want to look at is a term that Paul uses when he talks about difficult times are coming or that difficult times would take place here in, in 2 Timothy, you know. He said that 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 um, he said realize this that in the last days difficult times will come men will be arrogant revilers disobedient to parents ungrateful unholy brutal haters of God treacherous and reckless this is Second Timothy chapter three verses one through four and when he was talking about these difficult times that literally means those words difficult times in the New Living Translation actually means fierce times that things will be fierce and harsh that they will be hard to deal with that things would be savage doesn't it look like we got savages that live in our country because of the things that we're seeing on television yes i understand they're mad we're not going to talk about what race situation is going on but we, let's just look at the presentation it looks like this is not humane it looks like like you know what i'm saying it's just harsh and and even you know on both sides of the spectrum it just looks harsh and so you know what i'm saying we got to understand that these are the kinds of times that that we are living in you know what i'm saying and if we're going to have any hope if we're going to have you know what i'm saying be able to have any peace in the midst of what we are facing we need to first set our eyes on eternity and understand that these are the signs that the coming of Christ is so very near. We got to be reminded that our redemption is drawing nigh because these signs that are taking place in the midst of us because of the violence that's in the street, it is reminding us that Jesus is coming soon. You know, and I know we've been preaching that and actually we don't hardly hear that no more because we want to hear, you know what I'm saying, touch three neighbors and tell them I'm coming out and we want to say other things, but we need to be reminded that these things that are taking place are a reminder to us that our redemption is drawing nigh, that these are signs that God has spoken to us in advance and we have the answer that the world needs, whether they want to receive it or not because they're mocking God and because nothing is sacred to them. We know why the times are violent and why the times are fierce as they are. And so we got to take to them the answer that, listen, 
Yes, the times are fierce, but listen, we know we know that God is preparing us for his son Jesus to return and you can have hope in the midst of everything that you are facing. You can have hope in the midst of everything that you are dealing with. You know, and when you think of this kind of stuff, when you look at Matthew chapter 8, it talks about the gathering demons. It talks about how Jesus, as a matter of fact, let me turn to this real quick and read this to you. Matthew chapter 8, and when you look at uh, uh, verse 28, verse 28 says, when Jesus arrived, and this is still the New Living Translation, when Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of the gatherings, two men were possessed by demons, met him. They lived in a cemetery and were so violent that no one could go through that area. This is the kind of times that we're living in now that folks are full of the devil. You know, I think sometimes we're looking for somebody to fall out on the ground and growl and foam at the mouth, you know, in order for us to see that there's some kind of demonic possession, you know, present. But when you see people who are so angry that all that they can do is destroy things, that is demonic. That's not normal. I don't care what anybody says. There's some there's something called self-control. And I know that that, you know what I'm saying, we can be angry and we can go off or whatever, whatever. But when your anger, whether it's through law enforcement or whether it's through civilians or whoever, whenever our presentation is so out of control that nothing seems to subdue us, that is a demonic presence. And you gotta understand anything that incites riot, that incites the fear of others to where they are scared to go out of their homes because they're just, you know, acting crazy or you don't know whether you're gonna be safe or not. That is a demonic presence. That is not normal. I don't care what our society says, it's not normal. And you gotta understand what it is that we are dealing with. We are in fears times and so i want to just turn your attention to the word and remember that this is just a reminder to us that our redemption is drawing nigh that if we're going to have any hope in the midst of all this violence any peace in the midst of all that's going on we need to remember that jesus said it that in the last days that these dangerous times these perilous times these volatile times these violent times will be upon us. So I just want you to be encouraging, even as you are praying, you know what I'm saying, and you're praying for Baltimore and you're praying for other areas that are suffering violence. And maybe it could be in communities that are closer to you. It could be down the street from you where murder, you know what I'm saying, is rampant. It could be somewhere in your city. Remember this, that we got to pray for the presence of God to come into our cities. We need revival. We need, we need to be able to remind people that, that, you know what I'm saying, that there's hope in God. I don't care what everybody else is mocking God about. We have the answer. And because we are in fierce times, because we're in perilous times, because we're in a time where people are looking for the answer and they need hope, we have it. And we need to remind them that Jesus is soon to come. And all these signs, take them to the word of God and show them that all these signs are taking place because we are in these last days and God, amen, is giving man the opportunity to repent. So I just wanted to encourage you today through the word and remind you today, amen, that no matter what it is that we're facing, even though times are difficult, we don't have to walk in fear. We don't have to walk, amen, like we don't have a God. 
We don't have to walk like we are going through this by ourselves. We have a God that we can cry out to. And God hears us concerning Baltimore. He hears us concerning New York City. He hears us concerning our own cities. And no matter what it is that we're facing, no matter how fierce these times become, we have hope in God. So be encouraged as you go through your day today. Pray for these cities. Pray for those who have behaved in such unseemly ways. Law enforcement, civilians, everybody involved. That God will bring peace, salvation, and deliverance. And not just that. The people that are traveling and going up there because they want to protest. Pray that God send, send people to go out there and preach the gospel. To reach these souls. So that they can hear. Amen. That there's hope. And your hope is not in the government. We got to put our hope in God. God bless you. Have a blessed day today. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. And know that God is working everything out on our behalf. Amen. Even as we see what's going on in the earth. We don't have to be dismayed. We can be encouraged. Because we have a God in heaven. That is moving on our behalf. In Jesus name. God bless you. Have a blessed day. Amen. And we will gather again on Friday by God's grace for prayer at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on this line. God bless you. Have a good day. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 